What is up? Coming to you live from the Cat House in Montebello, California. It is Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast, the Monday edition, the September 14th edition, episode 191. The Dre got a new car this past. If you follow us on Instagram or on Facebook, you will have seen the, the new car. You know, be, being a dad, you know, we ha- I had to. Had to, had to upgrade. We, we needed an upgrade. My, I, I've been driving Honda Civics for the past 20 plus years. I want to say, what, 22 years? Roughly? For, for 22 years, I've been driving a Honda Civic in some way, shape, or form. Hey, Daniel Wong is back. You've been gone for a couple, but now you're back. Hey, glad to have you here. We, we started incredibly late today. <laughs> that just, it, 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 when, when you have a family... When you have, especially a baby that's under one, I'm sure all you dads will understand. Nothing happens, quote unquote, on time anymore. There's no such thing as on time. There's you get it done when you can get it done, and so that's why the, the podcast just happened at some point at Monday on Monday night. Hopefully, as close to 8 p.m. Pacific time as possible. But eh, uh, you do what you can do. But yeah, so I, after yeah, I've been driving. I've I've had four Civics. I had a red Civic that was terrible. I had a silver Civic that was great. I had a blue Civic that was also great, and then I had this nice little white Civic. I guess I was that it was Cliff Jumper, Megatron, Soundwave, and Wheeljack. Uh, we, 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 the wife and I, especially after last weekend, we had to drive the baby around and getting a baby, especially one as gigantic as our little tiger is, in and out of a little Civic. It was not ideal. Wife's uncomfortable in the back seat with the with the giant baby seat, and it's just like, nah, we gotta. We, we we've been talking about it, and it's like, no, we had to pull the trigger. We we went to the went to my local our local car dealer that I've been dealing with for years, and they they, they made us a pretty good deal. And I'm rolling around in a nice. Uh, the, the, honestly, this is the first time I've I've ever had a car with like luxury features. It it, it was really crazy. Uh, something I been, I meant to tell my wife, but she was busy when I got home. The, the car has electronic lumbar support, honey. Oh, what? I, I, well, unf- it's only the driver's seat. That's awesome. You need it. I, I need it. No, believe me, it was perfect today. As I, I sprained my back over the weekend <laughs> as well. Wh- which Autobot car van would you drive? I was, yeah, see, well, see, that's thing that I I wanted to give this uh, car a, an Autobot or, or Decepticon name. Well, actually, it's gonna, an Autobot. I, I, I've been handing out a lot of Decepticon names uh, for a while. Uh, like I guess uh, the, the closest analog for if you look at the car, it'd be like probably like Trailbreaker, <laughs> because that's a black SUV, a black truck SUV. But no, I, I think that the wife and I agreed to like, oh, the the Autobot name, the Transformers name stays with the Civics. This one, it's gonna be the Tiger Mobile or the the Baby Mobile or whatever. Yeah, it, it, Daniel. That, that's why that, that's that's uh, my mom has gone through that. That's why she can like, after she got her first Mercedes sometime in the '90s, she cannot get rid of her her her, her Mercedes. So yeah, no. After dealing with stock uh, Civics for the last you know 20 years, it's like whoa, like little lumbar support that has the whole like uh, when I when I was backing out of a car, uh, uh, backing out of the space of a car, call it the Fam Bam. <laughs> that's a good one, Danny. Call it the Fam Bam. Yeah, I was tripping out. It has all those safety fe- all, all the safety features you see in commercials. Yeah, I, I never would get that car because that's a, a little price. It usually is a little bit pricier. But well, we got that in, in this one this time just because uh, 
we it's all about the baby at the end of the day we, we got to keep the baby safe and keep mommy safe and keep daddy safe and and, and the other big thing so i got we upgraded from a civic to a crv one because we need more space two yeah that space it's like that's uh, thank you honey my wife the mvp in the background space the final frontier Picking up baby stuff, you gotta have a bigger vehicle. It, it's it's out of control. Like we got this awesome this this, this thing called a jumperoo that we, we frequently put Tiger in because it, he loves it and it keeps him occupied and when it allows us to do things like wash dishes or in my case take a crap without having to worry about the baby. This jumperoo would not have fit in my Civic. We had to borrow our mother-in-law's SUV to pick it up. So like everything, yeah, stro- yeah, right there, dang along, strollers and baby gear, yeah. You gotta have. I could barely. If we needed to go on a little trip, um, uh, what do you call it? I, I couldn't fit that stuff in my Civic. Now we can put it in this CRV. We're 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 much happier. That's like nice little upgrade. Now, a little little like little luxury, right? Like a little bit of luxury. Like I had a little lumbar support. Uh, now it's like I can have the AC blowing on me, and my wife can turn it down, and she doesn't have to have the AC blowing on her. It has the little climate control nonsense. It's insane. I I you know, I I. I, I for, I'm turning 41 next uh, in two weeks, and I, I, this is the first time I've had, I've had luxury in, in, in my control. Uh, my mom's always had her little luxury uh, Mercedes, but I've always, only, when I was younger, I only experienced it from from sitting back. <laughs> but now having the driver's seat in control, like wow, this is it, it, it's crazy. But now it's it's much bigger. It's really nice. I I, I it, it drives so smooth. I, I was just like I, I I'm so used to being low to the ground. You know, in my little, my little civics. I that, that's how that, that was. My, like I felt like that was part of my identity through my twenties and my thirties. Like, oh, I'm rolling my civic. You know, I'm an honorary Asian. I were rolled with what my people here in Monterey Park <laughs> roll in, right? I I see all the cool civics all through the nineties because back then I don't, I don't know how many car guys are on here. I, I know there's a few uh, who who are really like car gentlemen. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Man, back in the '90s, Civics were like I I won't I thought it was a '92 or '93 Civic. They just looked cool. They were awesome. <laughs> Need a, one, two, or three uh, strollers? Oh yeah, no, we we got the stroller. If you got the the bigger stroller down the line, we, we might need to hit you up, Mr. Jang Wong, and, and do an offer up. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's just been crazy. I mean, it's yeah. Nissan Rogue, yeah, that that that's uh, that's what uh, our mother, my mother-in-law has. I want to give my SI to my son. Oh, all I ever wanted was, yeah, I, dude, I wanted like, I wanted like a '92 Civic so bad because it looks the the little slope top in the back. It looked like like kind of a fake spoiler. It looked so cool. Like, oh man, those 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 early '90s Civics. I think I I ended up getting. I think I had like a '95 or '96 Civic. Which was a total lemon because uh, I didn't know we, we we were lied to and it was a salvage and it was just I had a terrible experience for those, those of you who know like I don't know if you remember the red Civic I had in the late nineties that, that that thing was just a money pit and I got my nice little silver Civic that one was like good old reliable I I always called that car Megatron lived up to his name when I crashed it it still drove after the crash for two days th- for three days it still drove and I took it in to, to like okay can, can we get this fixed nah man it was a total no. And I got the, at the blue Civic Soundwave. That was a trusty vehicle for several years. I had I had that car for like six, seven years, and then I, I, I fucked that one up. Sadness, and then I had Wheeljack 
my, my white Civic. It was nice. And then this one was, a little, I remember this one was like a step up. I'm like, oh, wow, it's a, this one's a little bit nicer. But not, not like a, what I'm rolling on in right now, this, uh, this CRV with, 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 with the, the luxury upgrades. It has a little sunroof. I'm like, I've never had a sunroof. Yeah, you know, Warren, you remember the Red Civic. That's right. So, all right, enough about, well, that, that, as you get your, your Dre's dad philosophy to, to, to start off the show. Let, let's get into something. Last week was a very eventful week in the world of, of nerddom, especially in the realm of video games. Uh, specifically, Microsoft made their big announcement last week. They, they announced the, the pricing for not only their not only the new Xbox, but apparently have two Xboxes coming out. With, a, with, with its really dumb name, the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S. It sounds like cars. We were just talking cars for a little while. The, apparently, Microsoft is trying to sell something that sounds like a car. But uh, when, when you see them, they look like uh, the, the Series X looks like a, like a little fridge or a little... Uh, it looks like an, uh, uh, the, the square brother of uh, the Amazon Alexa. And then the Series S looks like it was designed by Bose. It looks like a little speaker that you have by your pool. Uh, yeah, uh, aesthetically, I, I mean, if you like minimalist things, cool. But uh, so the Xbox Series X, that's going to be like the next gen, you know, the disc based, also digital, 500 bucks. You'll be able to play it, I guess, the majority of your old stuff. If you have a bunch of old Xbox original, Xbox 360, Xbox One stuff, you'll be able to play a lot of it. And then they put out this series, they announced a Series S thing, which is going to be digital only. This is what, we keep talking about this on the show, especially those of you, I, I know Daniel and Ryan and several others who, who, who follow us on a regular basis. You know, I'm always talking about this. this is the Series S, uh, this is them trying to like, hey, hey, look, it's only digital, only digital. It's very, I guess it's very similar to the Xbox One S that came out recently. Which is all digital. They're trying to push that onto people. They, they, they this is they, they want they want to do this digital only because there, I guess, there are younger people who are like half our age, <laughs> who are totally okay with this all digital future. I am not okay with an all digital future. This is a uh, people don't understand the terms and services and uh, the end user agreements. Physical media is very important. Exactly, gotta have that physical media. That's the only control we have over this stuff if we have a physical. But they had put out the Series S, and, and even beyond that, the bigger—I feel like the biggest problem with the Series S not only it, it, it's only it's only three hundred dollars, but it only has half a terabyte. I think it's five hundred gigs of storage space. So if you're going to go full digital, and you only have five hundred gigs, but compared to like in current generation, I have a PS4. That is 500 gigs. And uh, after playing Destiny for three years, that was a third of my hard drive. And any other, a lot of these modern games take anywhere from 50 to 100 gigs of your hard drive. So you end up having to delete a bunch of stuff. Uh, as, as my boss seemingly says, yeah, sometimes you're just buying a disc and it's a, you end up having to download the rest of the game off the internet. So yeah, this all digital thing, uh, uh, the, the biggest hindrance... Especially, I was doing a lot of research about this today for, for tonight's show. It, uh, the biggest hindrance, not even just the storage, because obviously people who, who are PC gamers, they, they, they've been having to deal with this with your Steam accounts and whatnot and having to download and, and delete all your stuff because you, you have limited space on a, on a PC. 
this uh, Series S might as well be a little tiny PC. Uh, you can expand it with, of course, typical Microsoft. Oh, uh, you can't use uh, any other media. You have to buy our specialized media, our, our special Xbox memory uh, that you can expand by another uh, another terabyte. But even then, now the storage space is just, it's not enough. We're talking about uh, XSEX. That, that's right. We are talking about the XSEX. <laughs> Talking about the XX and the XS. <laughs> yeah, it this all digital future. No, this is not. This can't. It's not feasible. Especially like the point I was about to make. It's not feasible because our internet here in America is incredibly terrible, and because of the distance we all have to travel for, and and the fact that the internet company has put data caps. So if you have like a one terabyte data cap on your on your plan per month. Uh, your typical gamer might burn through all that between watching a bunch of Twitch streams and then having to like download or ma managing your data on your quote unquote yeah exact terrible Xbox has cornered the market in terrible names like, uh, like yeah, Xbox OG good all right Xbox interesting stands out Xbox instead of Xbox Two Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty they just spun in a circle that was the joke I used to make when I was a Nintendo rep like. Spinning in a circle, although I ended up playing my Xbox 360 more than my PS3 or my Wii back in those days. But terrible name, and then they, then they, they screwed up even more with the Xbox One, or the X-Bone, as, as I like to, to, to abbreviate it at work whenever whenever I, I'm sending out some uh, some Excel price sheets to people. I'm like, oh, here's, here's our X-Bone price list. And now, the, I, I hadn't even heard about that one, Kyle, the Xbox Series X, XX. Why not? Sony is running away from uh, from 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 hard adult only titles. Why not? Why won't the XX pick up the the baton and put all the that that that's that's how Xbox can make headway in the, the in the territory they struggle with in Japan. Just pick up all that game streaming in the way they're they eat through monthly data. Yeah, exactly. They, we all have data caps. The 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 terrible uh, the FCC rules that allow uh, these these internet companies to just control a, a utility like that uh, it, it's terrible for gamers it's terrible for people who like to watch streaming movies or streaming streaming games it's 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 nuts uh, you, we already go through this with our phones and, and now we're going to burn through our home internet with all this stuff between trying to watch how many different streaming services and then it, with all these oh if, if you want to go digital only it's it's about managing your data then all oh, oh, up uh there's a 50 gig update that you have to download for your live service game, aka Avengers, aka Destiny, aka Division, whatever the, these modern live service games. It, it, it's it's very frustrating. As I'm getting older, that's why I, I keep gravitating toward these older games. Where like, oh, all I have to do is fire up this old ass system, pop in disc and/or cartridge. Oh, look, I can play a game. I'm not sitting there having to manage my internet, manage my memory, so to speak. If I, if I hook up my GameCube, I just have to manage the, my, my 1018 memory card. <laughs> or my, my PS2, I just have to manage my old 8-gig memory card. That, that, these were the, the problems that we used to have now, all these modern things. Don't get me wrong, a lot of these modern games are great, but I, I, a lot of these publishers are screwing with us. They're, 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 they're messing with us. They're trying to get our money. A little bit inside baseball here. Current, I, I've mentioned this before. I want to mention it. Yeah, you, you hear the tiger roaring in the background? That's right. Tiger's in the background. He's he's roaring. 
he, he, he's, he's in a bit of a, a mood. It's past his bedtime, and he's still up. He, he, he's like, I don't want to go to bed, but I don't want to. I'm going to cry. So a little in, let me get a little inside gaming here, a little bit of insight in, in the background here. It's currently Activision. They do not want to print out. Oh, well, they put out Tony Hawk 1 and 2, but let's say like the company I work for, we want, hey, we want to order more copies of older Call of Duty games because that's at, at the company I work for, we sell a lot of older games. We wholesale out a lot of older games. We retail a lot of games. We we put we're, we deal a lot in physical media. But right now, Activision is like, nah, we're doing good. They will not print order any games right now. Not at all. They, they're like, nope. Activision is like, we are more than happy to collect money on digital purchases. We, they, they don't want to commit to any physical discs. Like, my boss is like, hey, I want to order 10,000 copies of each of the last Call of Duties. And they're like, no. Activision is like, no, thank you. We're okay. And the bosses were explaining to me, like, oh, you know, in the years past, you know, Activision would be like, oh, we're kind of hurting for money. And they'd hit up my boss, be like, hey, you want to buy half a million dollars worth of games? We'll print them for you. And it'd be, it wouldn't be a problem. But apparently now, the, 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 thanks to the uh, pandemic, are you guys coming into, into the screen? No. All right. I got, a little, I got a little tiger right here. He's calmed down. Now you can see daddy. You can hear daddy. You see, he only gets to hear podcast voice one hour a week. Usually when I'm talking to him, it's a lot more cutesy. I'm like, hey, buddy. Hey, my little guy. I love you. I give, I give him daddy voice. But then he, when, he, when he hears podcast voice, daddy, he's like, hey, what's that voice? Sometimes he laughs. Sometimes he's confused. Right now, he's kind of just like, I want to go to bed. But he wants to go to bed. So that means daddy's going to have to turn his voice down. I got to turn the voice down a little bit. We're, we're going to have to go to AM, AMSR radio right now. <laughs> But yeah, currently I see companies like Activision, like I was, like I was just saying, they don't want to physically make games, even though my boss is more than happy to be like, "Yo, we're gonna, we want to pay you. We want physical copies. We want some copies of Black Ops Two. We want some copies of Call of Duty Ghosts. We want copies of like Modern Warfare. We we have customers who want to buy physical copies, you know, uh, uh, in multiple levels. There's a lot of parts of the free world." That, like, I, like I mentioned, don't have good enough internet to sit there and download these games. They want the disc. I mean, they're still going to have to download all the updates, but they want to skip the step. And, hey, they want the disc. Like we always talk about the show, you want to have the disc. You got to have the cartridge. But for whatever reason right now, Activision is like, nope. We have no interest in producing anything from our catalog. They, they, they put out Tony Hawk, right? That They plan on doing that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they, they printed out a certain number of copies and then anyone else like, hey, go download it because we want our $60 directly in our pockets. Not have to go through a company like I work for where like, oh, they have to sell it to us for less. That way we could sell it to someone else and we make our little margin. We're the middleman. Or like, but that that's the, cra- the crazy part of video game distribution I've been learning these last few years. That these, these big companies, sometimes they just don't want to do business. They're like, oh, no, no. They want the digital future. They want to take away all of our physical media rights just so they can control it and force us to keep buying stuff digitally without them having to spend a cent on producing the physical product and which they could take away at the drop of a hat. Shut down servers. Oh, you can't play campaign mode. Oh, what? Oh, we're just going to deny you access to this game. You can't even play single player mode. You can't play your campaign anymore 
because you have to have online access to it. Just take it away, which is fine. Right? That can, it, this is, I, I keep harping about this, Kyle, uh, all the time. Like, I, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of physical media. That's why, you know, I, even though I, I, sometimes I don't like the, the, the business practices of limited run games, but I, I like the fact that they take uh, physical games and put them on a cartridge, or they take digital games and put them on a physical cartridge or a physical disc, depending if you're buying for Switch or PS4. Yeah, physical media, it, it's, it's great. That they, they could, ne uh, Nintendo could never enforce the, their end user <laughs> license agreement. If you ever go back and you look at the uh, your old Nintendo instruction booklets, the old NES instruction booklets, there was a nice big piece of freaking literature in the back, those last couple pages, saying, "Well, you can't, well, you can't do this. This is our media. We own this. This, this game is purely a license for you to allow you to play this game. You're not, you're not paying fifty dollars or six dollars to." own this game you you merely have purchased a license to play it up until ps3 wii and 360 they could never have enforced these end user license agreements but now through the the, the miracle of the internet they can they can control it and snatch our games from us and you, you can't resell a digital copy that's right this, uh, instead of somebody else paying less for you let's say you get tired of x game and you say oh i don't want this game anymore I'm going to sell it to someone who wants it. I'm going to give it to my friend. No, no, no. They're like, oh, the company's like Activision EA. I'm like, no, no, no. We don't want you to give that to your friend. We want your friend to give us the full money. We, we're not going to drop those prices. Speaking of companies that don't drop prices, something else big that was announced, uh, that what, something else is big that's coming out this week. Uh, we were talking about last week, Super Mario 3D uh, All-Stars. Now, uh, a lot of people are super excited for this. It, uh, but uh, there's there's a, a few like behind the scenes. Again, I'm 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 trying to give you guys something you can't get. I have the the inside knowledge working video game distribution, uh, what's going on, and and I got a little bit of knowledge from my uh, uh seeing some stuff from my Nintendo rep buddies. So so this Friday, Super Mario 3D All Stars comes out for the Nintendo Switch, and that's gonna be a freaking nightmare because Nintendo's now getting into this. Oh, it's only gonna be available for a limited time. Uh, some people compare it to like Disney vaulting up stuff. Uh, I, I don't know what their motive. I, I don't know if they just want to try to spur people's excitement. You, we theoretically only have six months to purchase this game, whether physically or digitally. They're going to remove it from their digital store as well. If, if you say, oh, you know, I don't have to worry about sellouts. I'm just going to buy it digitally for my Switch. Uh, yeah, you can buy it digitally for your Switch but only for six months, and then it's going to disappear. You can re-download it. They're going to still have it available on their servers. But it, it, it's a limited run. So from, from the distributor end, it's been a nightmare. We're trying to get... Everyone wants copies of it. Well, I'm getting... Yeah. <laughs> so you only buy digital if it's on sale. This game... Yeah, see, that's... I, I've made a few digital purchases myself. Uh, I bought the Disney Afternoon Collection for my PlayStation 4 way back then. I bought it for like four bucks. If I lose my right to play it, then I'm like, okay, I'm only out four bucks. If I had paid the full freight twenty or thirty dollars, then I'd be very unhappy. When, when if I lost access, I think it was a luminous remastered. I think I happily handed over ten dollars to uh, on on the switch for that digital. But what's going on with this Super Mario 3D All Stars? Uh, our company, we're being hit up like crazy. Like we're gonna get, we're getting some copies. We. We, we literally have to go through Nintendo of Latin America to get our hands on this game. Because Nintendo of America, for whatever reason, they, they don't want to do business. They, they only want to sell to Target and Walmart and, 
and uh, select other people that they're willing to do business. It, it, it's a wacky, weird world of video game distribution. Uh, it's incredibly frustrating, but incredibly fascinating at the same time. So we have all these mom and pop game stores who are hitting us up because obviously mom and pop game store can't they can't order direct from Nintendo. That's where we come in. So we're going through Nintendo last hand and we're getting we're getting a few thousand copies, but they're my boss is like we've already sold half of them. It, it's going to, these things are like I'm sure there's crazy resellers out there who are going to pick, try to scoop all these up and resell them on eBay or Amazon at crazy prices. Amazon directly is obviously Amazon is dealing directly with Nintendo. They they sold out as soon as they put it up last week. Like oh Super Mario 3D uh, 3D All Stars for. For Switch, boom, they sold out instantly. So it's out of control. We're, we're we have, and people are, are, are frothing. Well, one of my coworkers, like he, he bought a Switch with the hopes of like the, the, this Mario Sunshine because we had heard rumors back around E3 that the you know it's Mario's three thirty uh, fifth anniversary. They're gonna bring back some old games. So he was like, oh man, he got a Switch because he wanted to play Sunshine. And so we're like, hey boss, are, are we gonna be able to buy a copy? <laughs> Or have you already committed all of our, our, our few thousand that we're going to get? Because normally we would try to haul in a lot. You know, when Streets of Rage came out, we're, we were the exclusive distributor. So we, get, we had like freaking 50,000 copies of that game. We were one of the primary distributors physically. And that game sold. I mean, they sold it all, obviously to Walmart and Target as well. But for all the mom and pop game shops, we are the, we're the source. But yeah, it, it, it's out of control. It, it, it's... It, I, I'm getting signups on our on our wholesaling like left and right. Like, hey, uh, I'm signing up. Uh, do you have do you have Mario 3D 3D All Stars? Like, can you sell me how how many can you sell me? We're like, hey, we, limited quantities, because Nintendo is limiting quantities or they're limiting the time. And what's also crazy? So, uh, again, everyone get your drinks. I used to work for Nintendo. Take a drink, everyone. So I I, I still see some of the shenanigans of uh, some of my Nintendo rep buddies uh, through social media. And I, I talk to a few still here and there. We, we still gab about the world of Nintendo repping. So the, they have, uh, the Nintendo reps, they, they, ever since the pandemic has started, they have not been out in the field. That's why if you walk into a Target or walk into a Walmart where there's a Switch display, uh, it's probably been down because there's, there's no one out there fixing them. There hasn't been a, a rep sent out because they, they, took, they kept them all home. Uh, especially considering the majority of uh, a lot of the Nintendo reps, especially in the Midwest and the East Coast, they're they're they're, they're older. They're 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 up in the 50s, 60s, so they're they're probably high risk to catch COVID-19. So Nintendo, being they, they you know credit to them, they had them stay home. They had a lot of them work customer service because especially when Switch was selling out and people couldn't get their hands on it, people contacted Nintendo. A lot of these reps from home were answering customer service phone calls. And handling stuff, and other times they're just doing online stuff. They're having Zoom meetings, and they they were not being sent out. But uh, I learned today, uh, seeing some status updates of some of my Nintendo rep buddies, they have been sent back out into the field as of today. Uh, obviously, it, it, it coincides with uh, the release of Super Mario 3D All Stars, and uh, be, being a a human, I was very concerned. I'm like, wait, I mean, what's the I, What's the point of sending them out? I mean, I get it. You know, huge launch for the, the first big game of the holiday season, so to speak. This is Nintendo's first volley into this into this crazy holiday season that's coming out. I was like, this game's going to sell out no matter what. It doesn't matter how many reps are out there putting up signs or 
potentially installing demos or fixing the demo units, the game's going to sell out. It, it, it doesn't matter. I, I, I feel like that they're putting these reps in harm's way. Just because. Uh, they, they're being sent out. I feel like Nintendo's like, they, got, they, they, they couldn't justify. I'm sure there's some bean counter somewhere in Redmond, Washington. It's like, oh, we can't just keep paying them to stay home. They got to be out there. We pay you to be out in the field. We pay you to be on the stores promoting. Promoting what? Switches that are sold out? So, switches that are still sold out? These poor reps. I am, I, I, I'm, I'm sure it's akin to back when I, when, when I had to deal with the Wii being sold out for th th three years straight. That was a giant pain in my ass back in those days. When you're, I'm walking around with a polo that says Wii with a badge that says Nintendo. I'm, I was the living embodiment of Nintendo for people. And I, I, I caught so much heat from people. Like, oh, why don't you guys make enough? You guys are purposefully limiting it. I did the, con the, the constant refrain of the, the, the smart video game fan. was like, oh, well, Nintendo, they're, they're forcing, they're creating demand by not putting it out. I, a, lot, well, a lot of these smart people don't realize it's like, well, yes, Nintendo is a giant global brand. They're going to have their freaking theme parks whenever theme parks open up at Universal Studios. You know, the Super Nintendo Land. Uh, Mario is a worldwide mascot. He's going to be one of the mascots for the freaking Olympics before that got pushed back. Uh, they are a giant global brand. But logistically... Nintendo's a very tiny company. Uh, 2010, 2011, we they had an all-company meeting. Like they they like let's say they brought in every American employee into the office, and we all fit in the cafeteria. That's all that you had for America. I'm talking about all the not just the reps. You're talking about all the marketing people. You're talking about all the people where they, they send all the cartridges to this big warehouse in Seattle. The cartridges are made in Japan, but they're not packaged there. They send them there. There's one big giant warehouse somewhere in, in North Seattle where they have to package up first party and third party. Card, all the cartridges got to get packaged up and shipped out. One warehouse handling all the Nintendo software. And that gets sent out to distributors or directly to the retail stores one warehouse handling an entire country and if I could get even more detailed about this in Japan see they, they they're not like Microsoft or Sony where they have manufacturing plants around the world they Nintendo makes the home consoles in Japan, in a factory in Kyoto. Game Boys, those were made in China. I can't, I can't front on those. Game Boys, I believe DSs. Back in those days, you you look at the bottom of your of your of your GBA or your bottom of your Nintendo DS says made in China. They outsourced those, but as far as the home consoles go, they were made in Japan, and or the components mostly made in Japan. I'm sure some of the components came from other countries. The components to put together a Wii. At a very point in time, those little suppliers, they're going with little suppliers. They're not 
not exactly going through major giant suppliers of disk drives or whatever the little components. If if they were, if some little supplier couldn't get five million of whatever components Nintendo, then guess what? This slows down the production line, and Nintendo was only able to produce. You know, back in those days, they can only crank out I think one point three million Wii's per month, and clearly they were selling at a much faster rate than that. Now, I'm not paid by them anymore. I have no, there. there's nothing for me to gain to lie to you guys. This is what I know. This is what I've seen. This is everything I know. So when they tell you, oh, Nintendo's trying to limit supply. Well, back then, <laughs> they're cranking out as many Switches as they can. They, they doubled the size of that factory during the the, the Wii. They, they invested money. They, they bought the building next door, knocked it down, made it bigger so they can crank out more shit. That's what they don't, that's why I was like, why do they limit the Super Nintendo, the, the minis or the NES minis? Because those were being made in the same factory as the Switches, and they wanted to crank out Switches more than they wanted to crank out those NES or SNES minis. It was more financially advantageous for them to crank out more Switches. They wanted more Switches out there so more people would buy more cartridges. So, greedy-ass company. They're greedy. Don't get me wrong, but they can only create so much. Tiny comp- Tiny logistically company. Huge brand. That's why they are the way they are. But, circle back, for whatever reason, because they're a small company, they want to keep all the money. That's uh, everything all the Nintendo's going to go out of business. Nah, they, they're they small. They operate, they have a very Japanese mentality. You can find a couple old episodes where I talk about the Japanese mentality of, of the Nintendo, why they're different from your Microsofts or your Sonys. Wow, they, they don't go, they, they don't push all their chips to the center of the, room, to the, of the table when a uh, like, oh wow, this thing's really hitting hard. Let's let's make a million more. In their mind, they're like, oh wow, that was really successful. Cool, let's move on to the next thing. They can survive. They have survived several sudden downturns. They survived the disaster, which was Wii U. I, uh, uh, I wish I a uh, part of me wishes I hadn't quit during the Wii U because that was such a dark time <laughs> for them. I left literally. I, I ironically left literally like the day the Wii U came out. Now we did not leave because of the Wii U. I left because I was stressed out. Um, yeah, they can survive a pandemic. Uh, all these big video game companies are making huge money. Yeah, Sega. Yeah, Sega was the same way, but Sega. Yeah, <laughs> Sega transitioned to a third-party publisher. Ironically, my company has a great. The company I work for has a great relationship with Sega. We 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 are flowing in Sega games all the time, or where I work. But yeah, it just big company, small uh, big big brand, small company, which therefore asks me why in the world are they sending these reps out? There's no good reason. There's no switches. This 3D All Star game is gonna sell out instantly. Resellers are gonna go ham reselling this thing. It's a 60 retail. I'm sure. I'm sure there's already auctions on eBay right now, pre-sale like. I, I used to see this shit when I worked in comic books. So like people would like buy certain shit and just pre they wouldn't even have it in hand. They just put it up on eBay and then hope they could fulfill it when it comes out. I'm sure there's assholes already. I'm like, oh, all right, I, they, they're trying to get their hands on some copies so I can sell them for $80, $90 because there's going to be people out there. There's going to be really big super fans of Nintendo who are like, I need to have that game. And it's going to be limited. It's only available till March. And after that, Nintendo's going to put it in the vault until like three years later when they bring it back out of the vault to make everybody happy. 
that's my speculation. I, because uh, another an, another something that annoys video game fans is how Nintendo doesn't drop the prices on their games. All these other Activision, EA, whatever, Warner Brothers. Like, I guess the best example is Mortal Kombat 11. Literally, the day it came out, they had already discounted it down to 50 bucks. They're like, no, fuck it, sell it. We want to sell as many as we can. Drop it to 50. Drop it to 40. Drop it to 30. Just keep dropping it. Who cares? Sell, sell, sell. And, and a lot of gamers are used to this panic that other developers or publish or other publishers, I should say, will will just panic and just sell sell shit cheap. Like I, in past years, like oh, you never. I'm like I never never buy an EA game that's coming out in like August, September, October, because you can just walk into Best Buy and buy it for thirty bucks on Black Friday, and they're gonna have a metric ton of them. If if, if you uh, if you absolutely have to have your Madden or your FIFA or whatever, yeah, sure, go pay sixty bucks. But if you can wait till the day after Thanksgiving, you can get that same game for thirty bucks. Nintendo, because Japanese company, like no. Our games are fifty dollars, and that's what they're worth, and they will keep them at fifty or, in the Switch in case sixty bucks. You will very rarely see a sale. That that they'll occasionally do a digital sale because that's more profit. Hey, there's more profit there for them, so they're willing to. To, to do that, but on the physical copies, like nope, yeah, like, it takes a very long time for them to go. Okay, this game is a greatest hits, or what? What the the, 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 the 3DS and uh, Wii U Nintendo selects is that Nintendo selected at this point in time. All right, we're willing to drop the price now that the game's been out for uh, four years. We can sell it at a cheaper rate now. That the, the the value has declined. After four years, where everyone else, they're, they're not even waiting four days to slash prices. That's just the, the, the stubbornness. This is why they stay in business. They're very stubborn. Yeah, I was beating that. I'm not tempted to wait for sales if I want a game. Yeah. Yeah, like with Nintendo, that's why I, I, I'll just buy a Nintendo game day one. Because I'm like, I'm not going to wait four years for this motherfucker to drop a price. <laughs> it, 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 it's madness. Like. You have to count on uh, some other company willing to take a loss. To, to like, this is where you see like where the old Fry's Electronics. Uh, this, this is a regional thing, but you know a lot of places would are willing to take a hit just to get you into the store. Yeah, nothing less than twenty. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of places are willing to like they buy something from let's say like they buy something from Nintendo, sell it for probably at their cost or maybe slightly less just to get you in the store, hoping you buy something else that's profitable. That's part of the. I mean, Kyle sounds like you've worked retail. I'm sure you're you're well aware of that. I'm sure many of the others, if you guys have worked retail, hey, you know, you know this uh, this retailer that used to be really big around here, Fry's Electronics, they used to be loss leaders. Hey, we're gonna sell Matrix on DVD for three dollars, but hoping that you come in and buy some other DVD that's marked up to heck, <laughs> that's a fifty percent profit to make up for taking a, a couple dollars loss on that Matrix DVD for three bucks or whatever, getting you to come in and buy. Whatever other nonsense they were just giving away to try to hope that oh maybe something else will catch your eye and yeah they, 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 this worked back in the nineties but clearly if, if you go check out the old Fry's Electronics it's not working for them anymore it's it's chaos there so yeah I just all these video game companies are driving me nuts right now it, it, it it's hard to enjoy it 
Uh, it's fine because I work. I'm selling a lot. I'm selling older, older shit, straight up. I'm selling like I, I move. I'm one of the biggest things that's moving right now is Skylanders starter sets. Apparently, people can sell them, resell them on Amazon. It's 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 it's, it's, it's fascinating. Like old sports games. We got a client who just wants to buy nothing but old sports games. Like, and we're like, yes, we can provide that. We have thousands of old sports games. Please. <laughs> Kyle, you worked at Hollywood Video back in the day. Oh boy, you you are well aware of markups then. <laughs> so I, I want to touch a couple of comic because you know we used to do a comic book based show, but Pete Molini obviously I I got busy. Pete Molini got busy. Then the pandemic happened, so I found some a couple of comic book notes I wanted to hit before I finish up the show here today. Uh, so uh, the nineteenth. Uh, of this month is supposed to be Batman Day. That like, for whatever reason, nine nineteen is Batman Day. But I I learned that uh, DC is not putting out any comics for Batman Day. Uh, uh, if Pete was here, I I'm sure he'd have a whole lot more insight. But clear for whatever reason, uh, DC Comics is really um, shunning the comic book store. They they're like nope the 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 thing that has created this DC Comics Empire, the, the actual comics, for whatever reason, DC is like slowly moving away from them. They 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 they, they got out of the monopoly. They 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 bucked the monopoly of Diamond Comics, which that's cool. But they've created their own little system, which apparently is not great. Using a, another retailer who's pretending to be a distributor, they're kind of double dealing under the table. But there's no comic books for Batman Day. Where in the past, and they cite the the pandemic for oh no, we're not going to put out any comics. But they are sending printed uh, Joker and Catwoman masks to comic book stores through Diamond Comics distributors. And I, I don't know how much they're charging the store if the store chooses or if they're just doing that as a freebie. Oh, here you go. Here's some Batman. No, not even Batman masks. Just Joker and Catwoman masks being sent to stores. Yeah. Hey, oh, thank you, Kyle. I, 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 that, that's something that was in my head, by friend. Ever since AT and T took over Warner Brothers, it has been chaos at DC Comics. Uh, I, I'm sure that because you know the the physical comic. I think I talked about that a couple weeks ago. That comic books physically are a, in that that's a losing money division. But you need the comic books to make the TV shows and the movies. You can't abandon the comics because you abandon the trademarks if you don't publish them. So yeah, uh, yeah. After AT and T took over, they, they they laid off a whole lot of DC Comics people, and there is no hope. They're 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 moving, and then they this ties back to something we talked about. They're trying to get away from physical comics, and they're trying to push digital more now. They want people to buy again. These corporations, they see eight. Hey, look at the profitability. We don't have to physically print anything. We get people to buy it and read it on their tablets or read it on their computers. Profitability. Ah, yeah. And something else with DC, uh, uh, some, uh, another note I'm sure Pete would want me to mention is uh, so they've had their streaming service, the DC Universe. Yeah, the, the DC Universe app, which has been good. I mean, it, it's a, I, I personally think it's a good, I haven't, I haven't got it myself because uh, there's not too many streaming services. We, we're already paying for HBO Max. We're already paying for Netflix. We're already paying for Hulu here. And we're already paying for Disney Plus in this house. Uh, I'd be the only one using DC Universe. But there is something amiss. There, there, apparently there's going to be some news. Uh, DC uh, 
publisher, or I don't know if that's still even his title, Jim Lee, was saying, oh, we're going to announce, because they, they had their DC fandom, fandom, they, 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 these past couple weekends. There's going to be an announcement regarding DC Universe. But the other day, they just announced that, oh, the, one, of the, one of the big shows that, that was, that's actually been very successful for them, the, the Doom Patrol show, is uh, their season three is moving over to HBO Max. So I'm thinking, uh, as Kyle mentioned, that AT&T merger, they probably like, why do we have two apps uh, putting TV shows on this other app that is probably not getting a lot of subscribers? They probably have way more subscribers on the HBO side. And hey, we can transition. I'm thinking it's going to be something where they're going to try to transition all those DC Universe uh, uh, app users over to HBO Max. They're going to ask them, hey, we know you're only paying like 75 bucks a year. We're going to need you to change your subscription to an HBO Max one. We'll, we'll let you slide for a few months, but we're going to have to ask you to move that that to about 15 bucks a month. And then, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. We're just going to move all stuff and all the cool comic book content and the, the exclusive merchandise. That's just probably just going to go away. I don't think they're going to integrate that. Yeah. Nothing new will be in the DCI. Yeah. It's all getting phased. Yeah. Because they're moving all the stuff over. And then they move, they're taking Swamp Thing and putting it on TV and they're. Uh, they're putting all those other shows onto the HBO Max because hey, they got, they're putting all they got to put all their eggs in that one basket. Like, oh, this HBO Max is the, the big Warner Brothers slash AT and T app. We have friends. We have fresh friends of Bel Air. Look at all this stuff that we have. Subscribe to this. Don't worry about that DC app. Ah, all the TV shows moving here. All the movies. Like, yeah, I get, I get I'm getting annoyed. I'm like, why are they? Because I I talked to Pete about the because he. Pete was using DC Universe every day. You know, he works at a comic shop, puts it on. And I'm like, oh, the, the Superman movie's left, the Batman movie's left. Like, why do you have a DC Universe app that's supposed to have all the DC content and you're taking off, taking off the Nolan trilogy, you're taking off the Christopher Reeve Superman movies, and they come like, there's licensing deals. I'm sure they had promised them to some other streamers, as they had promised them to Amazon or promised them to Netflix for a time. Maybe it was a, a, a predetermined contract that was signed before all this was was determined yeah like what happened to hbo max where oh i guess maybe there was a deal where all the harry potter movies were i don't know if they're like on peacock or if they're on netflix all the harry potter movies got they were on hbo max for like a month you know warner brothers property like oh poof poof disappeared for hbo max and yeah i'm, I'm i forget if, if it's on netflix or if it's on peacock but all the all the harry potter movies are temporarily somewhere else the, the craziness of this digital streaming thing it, it it's all out of our there's no guarantee like yeah most people have that stuff on physical media anyway but they they're trying to move us away from it go look at the, your best buy media section everything keeps shrinking it, it keeps shrinking it's annoying to me the games section shrinking cds are gone they just want you to stream it they try trying to find a cd section nowadays and the other the target has like half a wall of CDs. <laughs> yeah, if only some company, Daniel Wong here on, on Facebook Live, if only some company could come in and bundle, you, you and bundle all these things together, something we never wanted to ask for. Yeah, it's, it's come back around. That's the joke me, uh, Pete, and Sam used to make. It's like, all right, everything's fracturing off and it's going to come back into a new form of cable. Like, oh, get all the apps together. Disney was already trying with the Disney Plus and Hulu and ESPN. It's like, oh, I, I, I feel like there's not a lot of that, that Venn diagram of like, oh, people who watch Disney, people who watch the crazy stuff on Hulu and people who watch ESPN. That Venn diagram is very, 
I don't see a lot of overlap. There's like a little tiny overlap. Where like I feel like I would fit in that little overlap. Oh, cool. I like Disney. I like watching really raunchy, crazy FX shows. And I, I occasionally still like to dabble in, in, in the sports. Uh, that would be a something that I would be interested in, but we got Disney Plus by itself. <laughs> See, Daniel, they almost got you. I feel like you might fall on that Venn diagram. as uh, You might be in the middle, or you might be like uh, the Disney ESPN side of the Venn diagram, and maybe you watch some stuff on Hulu. Yeah, then 2020 happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, music, I can't stand going photos, because there's so much music. Yeah, that's true. It's it's uh, the, the people who still... Well, it's weird how vinyl made a giant comeback in, in these last few years. People are buying a vinyl. There, there are more vinyl selling than actual CDs anymore. But again, everything is digital. I, I listen to everything on Pandora. Oh, yes, Warren, did I finish watching The Last Dance? Yes, I finished watch. I yep yeah, again, yeah. I thankfully it wasn't on ESPN. They they put it on Netflix. And I watched the whole Last Dance, and that that was fascinating. And like I like I mentioned before, that was like I, I learned stuff that I didn't realized when i was a young man watching basketball that the last dance was really good that was a that was an excellent piece of uh, documentary work that was that was immensely fascinating I, I i feel like it'd be like my wife who really has no interest in sports i feel like she could watch the last dance and be like oh wow this is very compelling and interesting especially i'm sure especially all the rodman stuff she'd be like wow this is cool <laughs> but uh beyond that yeah it's Today was a big uh, anti-crazy corporation day. That's often the theme sometimes. We got we to we we protect our, as consumers. We have to protect ourselves from these crazy corporations. As I broadcast to you via Facebook, I know the irony. That's why I repost this on, on YouTube and I repost this on, on other podcast devices just in case that this all goes down, that this whole Facebook thing blows up on the... the, the, the the first Wednesday in November, and if this thing explodes, we we have it backed up somewhere else. <laughs> but I've gone for almost an hour here. Uh, there, there's food waiting for me. Positive, you got uh, positive. I got a new car. Yeah, they got. That's like one of my coworkers say. Yeah, he said, "All right, good. At least something positive is happening in 2020." <laughs> got, got, got a new car. <laughs> yeah, new bill, but new car. Hey, you gotta pay for the cool new stuff. So let's wrap this up. Thank you for watching. Uh, and make sure, please. Uh, I, yeah, last week I did not produce any extra content. I, I was I had no time at work. We, we've been actually very busy at the at the, at the video game distributor. I, normally I could sneak in and and crank out a the, the Dre versus or Dre's retro game minute, but I had no time. Uh, I, I pulled a giant order going to a major game retailer. <laughs> we sold a shitload of games to GameStop. That they're gonna turn around and sell as used, even though they're brand new. That's another topic for another day. Yeah, they they apparently GameStop rubbed together a few nickels and bought a shitload of games, and that kept me very busy last week. I had to literally get the four. I had to jump on the forklift. That's how many games uh, GameStop bought. But uh, so yeah. Uh, hopefully, I will endeavor this week to put out another Dre versus uh, me versus. I, I I've been having a lot of fun playing the old retro games and getting my my ass kicked. Uh, was it, uh, the the last time I, I put one up? It was a Dre versus Metroid. Oh my lord! <laughs> OG Metroid. Yikes! Hard. I don't know how. Like w- w- the 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 patience and discipline that we must have had in the '80s to put up with some of those games back then. My God, 
I'll hopefully we'll see. I'll play a, an NES game, or I, I I I might be receiving some donations. Oh, punch out! Oh, in ten minutes. Oh, I'm sure I can get I can get some damage in, and then I will receive a, a lot of damage. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no downloads needed for, with old games. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, a friend of mine is uh, dropping by and donating some games that I will I'll probably be streaming. So we'll see some some old uh, GBA and N64. Well, we'll see. He's gonna donate some games to me. So I'm, I, I told him like I, whatever you donate to me, I will I will stream. So if there's a like OG Game Boy game, I will I will hook up the Game Boy player to, to my to my GameCube and and put it to my TV and I will stream the ass whipping I will receive from original Game Boy games. It's gonna be magical. It, it, it's pure entertainment, the ass whippings I take. And I do it for you. I do it for you. Hopefully Wednesday, Dre versus an old game. Hopefully uh, Friday, Dre's Retro Game Minute. We will see you guys next time. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at DreGPPodcast. Follow me on Instagram at Dre. If you want to see the car, at DreGPPodcast on Instagram. Uh, if you want to see funny photos uh, with, with, with tiger emojis over my, my son's face, at Dre. GP podcast on Instagram. Uh, follow us on YouTube. YouTube, there's a lot of great uh, videos I put up. Check out our our catalog of videos where we have a lot of the older episodes. Uh, we we even have a couple of lost episodes on YouTube. Uh, they're on they're on they're on the YouTube page. The lost episodes of, of Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast are on there. I, I'm still working on cataloging a lot of the old stuff. I, I only have two months left before November. I have to make sure I get a, pull it all off of Facebook before Facebook explodes <laughs> in, in November. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Oh, Patreon. Be awesome like Daniel, like Arturo, like Ryan Tanako. If you want to support the show uh, for, for $1 a month, you can help keep this show going financially. It, it costs money to host this on, on, on SoundCloud. It costs money for, for all, a lot of this stuff. It, but it, right now, we, we have three awesome patrons who, who are helping cover a lot of our production costs. But if you want to help cover the cost, if you want to help cause patreon.com dre's geek philosophy podcast dollar a month will help feed a young podcaster <laughs> thank you for watching thank you for listening we'll catch you guys next week have a good one